reviewing TV shows and films, dishing out sports picks and dimes, providing you a slice of economics with a hidden gem tied in. Become a paid subscriber to Preston Super Show at anchor.fm slash Preston's Super Show slash subscribe. Thanks for listening and God bless. Welcome to Preston's Super Show. Glad I can be. Glad you're joining me. Let's have some fun talking about AW Bull Gear. And everybody wants to know, was it worth it? Was it is it going is it worth going back and watching that now? Yeah, it is. Like pro wrestling. This is the best it's been in weeks. AW's been putting on good shows. Like everybody I talk to knows, AW's been putting on good shows. We did not expect. Nobody I knew talked to expected it to play out this way. Let's start with uh, Zero Hour. When we get this thing underway. Where Orange Cassidy. See the orange. Danhausen. The best friends. And Rocky Romero. Defeated the factory. And the factory. Uh, has been putting in a lot of work. They show up on Elevation and Dark. And I mean they're just one of those groups. It's like you know. Just one of those things at this point. The match on Zero Hour that I tweeted about at Preston's Day Off. You can follow me on Twitter. Ricky Starks. This is the guy here. Great wrestling name against Brian Cage, who I also like. Also a big fan of Brian Cage. In that that kind of tier. He's in that same tier, I feel like, as Ricky Starks. Well... It gets better because, well, let me take let me take a second and say <coughs> that to start this thing off, it was great. Like, A-plus to start off the show, right? Then you have uh, Ricky Starks versus Brian Cage, which is, I mean, this is AEW. This is not WWE. This is not he, uh, major, major uh, known figures. You have... Ricky Starks puts on a hell of a performance. Real, I don't know if he was really hurt or not, but fought through it either way. End up winning over Brian Cage. I remember at one point Brian Cage caught him in the air. Ricky Starks flips out, um, and it just, it's like the whole performance well done, um, in my opinion. But that was definitely an A minus. Then you got the uh, main event on Zero Hour was Eddie Kingston. Someone please, please buy Eddie Kingston a personality. Please. Someone please. And then you have uh, Jun Akiyama, who is good. Like, I mean, that was a great match for Eddie Kingston because they worked at about the same pace. And actually... Uh, Jun Nakayama worked faster than Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston's a slow worker, like John Moxley, who we'll talk about later. That match was like a C minus. Like I was like whatever with that match, but uh, Eddie Kingston got everybody fired up at the end. Like he warmed up on the microphone. I felt like 
Um, but it, but yeah, he was definitely. You could tell he was emotional. Uh, he had a lot going on. Tough night for. They get the win. A really tough night for Jun Akiyama. But C minus. I mean, that match was nothing that I would be like. You need to watch that one. No, it was like the whole show in general. Now let's move on to uh, where it really got. It turned up a notch. Like the heat, the intensity, uh, uh, fucking knob that got turned up, and that was Jungle Boy Jack Perry against Luchasaurus kick off the main card. And here comes the main card. This is like the big big time stuff like you got to nail these performances now jungle boy was outstanding he's got the song that everybody can sing along to oh and that the crowd's all in it like yeah he that's a a big a big talent for aw luchasaurus lived up to his name put on a great show that match b minus i'll give that a b minus I enjoyed. Now you have Death Triangle uh, up against the Elite for the AW World Trios Championships, which is a weird. Yeah, you understand it's a trio, right? Three. So AW also announced that Trios will face one another in a best of seven series. So that is going to happen. But Death Triangle ends up prevailing in a match that was scattered all over the place. Hella exciting. <clears throat> like it, you were you were on the edge there, like just waiting to see what happened. So that match, give that a solid B. Jade Cargill, my girl, Jade Cargill. That is, I'm her number one fan. That is my favorite person to watch at AEW. She goes up against Nyla Rose, who is like trying to make that name for herself. Here she goes. She's getting it. She has to work the, work some heat here um, to get a shot at the belt against Jade, right? Because they want it to be kind of like crowd worthy, bell worthy. And it was. Jade looks great. She's in incredible shape. Um, like the, the best shape for a woman wrestler that you could be in, potentially. Uh, Either Rose had a good performance. But I just did, I knew in my heart, there was no way she, like, Jade was going to lose this match. Too strong for the division. And right now, she's the best leader that they have in that division. Because it's, it feels like it's divided. I don't know. I just get a feeling that it's divided at AEW. The women's division feels divided to me. Chris Jericho. Now, now we'll say that, uh, that could be a good thing. Like, that can work to their advantage. It could make it hella competitive. The Heat could end up... Uh, helping ratings a lot. Chris Jericho up against uh, Sammy Guevara, Claudio Gastacanali, and Brian Danielson. So the Ocho, Chris Jericho, this is an AW talent, right? Like, we're not talking about Y2J anymore. We're talking about the Ocho to get it straight. And the Ocho, an AW talent. Resign with AW is is earning it. I mean, he's earning. It. He's going out there. He's in some of the best shape he's been for. Like for his age, he's in he's in some of the best shape he could be in, and uh, he's, he's definitely improved his conditioning. Chris Jericho has, and 
Now, how many times has he beaten Claudio? Feels like he's beaten him three times. But also, Sammy from his own group and Brian Danielson from Blackpool Combat Club. So, it's really heating up at AEW in the men's division. And remember, there's no weight class. No, there's no weight class. You don't have to worry about that. Because that would be too limiting for booking. Soraya versus uh, Britt Baker. And this is a match that we all knew, like, Soraya's going to win. But you gotta, you still got to show up. You still got to run the race. And uh, she definitely did. And she was, there was rust, but there was a lot of grit. There was determination. And I would like to see my one critique of that was I like to see Britt a little bit more involved um, in the match. Like, just like into it a little bit more. Because it felt like she knew she was losing, so she didn't give it her, her all. My opinion. So, give me a a C on that match. I'll take a, I'll grade that as a C. But on the Chris Jericho match and that Ring of Honor World Championship match, give me that as a flat B. So we have a B on Chris Jericho's match against Sammy Guevara, Claudio Castagnoli, and Brian Danielson. And we have a really a good match. Like I'm not ripping on them too much, but a C flag C grade on Soraya defeating Britt Baker um, in her in-ring debut. And her firm her first match in over a thousand seven hundred and eighty days. Long time without a match. Next up, we have a doozy. Welcome back to Preston Super Show. We're talking AW Full Gear and reaction, raids, and just an overall recap and how and kind of just my thoughts. And drop your thoughts in the comments below. Thank you. Samoa Joe versus Powerhouse Hobbs and Wardlow. This was just too much talent in the ring at one time, and I know. This is not the Samoa Joe of old. Like, I get that. I'm well aware of that. I think we all are. What a great man. And you, you've seen flashes of brilliance from Samoa Joe. But Powerhouse Hobbs was the best in that man. Wardlow was good. Like, don't get me wrong. Every time Wardlow walks out there, it just feels like that's the best guy. Like, that's the top dude. Didn't feel like that in this match. But we'll see how that plays out in the future and what AW does with that. But I'm never too far off the beaten path. Samoa Joe retain I mean, he becomes the new TNT champion. Not retains. He becomes the new TNT. Huge. Explosive. A. Flat A on that match. Give it A grade. Grade A, baby. Darby Allen. Sting. Team up to go against Jeff Jarrett, the icon. And you're talking about the icon, Jeff Jarrett, now. I mean, I know we talk about Sting as the icon. Like, you're if if you respect wrestling, if you like wrestling at all, you know Jeff Jarrett is the icon. 
in Jay Lethal, who is, to me, one of the most impressive talents AEW has and always find, finds a way to be on the pay-per-view, to be around close to a main event somewhere. Like, always finds a way. Smart. Smart. Like, reminds me a lot like Ric Flair, Jade Lethal. It does remind me a lot like Ric Flair. But Sting and Darby Allen prevail in a match that uh, I think Jay Lethal looked the best in. I think Jay Lethal was the best athlete in that match. People would probably say Darby Allen because they're homers for him, and I'm not. You know, I think he's I think he's a, I think he's a cool kid, but you know he's got a lot of work to do. Jay Lethal that that's a a fully developed talent that is kind of having to do oblong things to get you know relevance in the NAEW that's just the bottom line give that a B plus because Jay Lethal put it put it on um now then you have Tony Storm who played it really cool like played it really cool first Jamie Hayter and Jamie Hayter like even Eddie Kingston said, this is this was the match I want to see. This is my match. That's my match. Yeah, it was because, well, no, Jay Cargill versus Nyla Rose was mine. But this right here, Jamie Hayter versus Tony Storm, even though there was shenanigans, Rebel and Britt Baker getting involved, um, that's going to stir up controversy. You're going to see that play out through the week. AEW does four shows. Dark Elevation. Have Dynamite and Rampage on Friday. I mean, it's a big week of wrestling. When you're talking about AEW, a lot of opportunity, a lot of opportunity. Now, Tony Storm and Jamie Hayter did good, but they both were having some miscue, and I noticed it, and everybody else noticed it. That that we'll go back and watch. But overall, it was a good match, competitive match. C plus is my grade. Moving on. Uh, this was a shocker. This was the biggest shocker of the night. Let's let's talk about this. Uh, what went down when Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland took on the acclaimed. And Swerve Strickland really tried to cheat. He tried to get one over, um, which led to Keith Lee walking out. And the acclaimed end up retaining the belt. And let me tell you about the acclaimed. Uh... They came out there without Billy Gunn, but then Daddy S runs down. Now it's all hell breaking loose. You know what I mean? They got to get the refs out there, but it was fun. I mean, it was a good time. Like the whole thing you're watching there, everything, the way everything plays out, um, the way they wrestled was okay. That like, that wasn't the greatest wrestling performance. Heath Lee's not a fast worker. The acclaimed like to get going. They like to pick up the pace. They're not scared to really commit to going over the ropes and outside and it just seems like Keith Lee is a little bit more reserved a little bit more holding department that is what Swerve Strickland is still a high flyer he could still get up and go but it just wasn't the match that I thought it would be but then you get the drama that's the mix of sports entertainment we all to see there you go and it ends up being 
a match that was was watchable. You know what I mean? And um, I think you know I have to give that a a, a C plus, like a C plus for that, because it was good effort. But I'm gonna have to hold firm on a C plus grade for. That. Um, then you have the main event. The main event. This was the big one. This was the big one. Here comes John Moxley. Not only is John Moxley a slow worker, he takes 30 minutes to get to the ring. Then he gets to the ring, and we got this whole thing with MJF. Looks like he screws up his knee or something. And then I, I, I think he was okay. I think it was just like a, a tweak, and I think that worked itself out. But don't expect him to defend his belt so fast. Now that I'm thinking about it, but uh, William Regal who's floating around kind of like this vampire it just like sucks the life out of every superstar he gets around you know what i mean like gangrel type vibe and that's exactly what you get with william regal the best intercontinental champion there ever was is william regal um and you really have a manager that it can't be trusted you know what I mean? He's more, he's like a Paul Heyman. You really can't trust him, but if he's working for you, you know, it, it's usually going your way. Well, it didn't go John Moxley's way in this. And William Regal slides the brass knuckles to MJF. MJF knocks out John Moxley, slides him in his tights, and now MJF pins Moxley, ends up winning the match, which was a which was a good match. Like, don't get me wrong, MJF's an uh, awesome talent. I'm a big MJF fan, actually. Like low key, not even low key. Just I'm a big fan of MJF. I think he's really good on the microphone, which I think takes a lot of skill and a lot of work. And I think people overlook that, and then they get to that point and they're nervous. And I think with him, it just flows and it's just good, and he's not scared to push it over the edge. And if he makes a mistake, oh well, it's all in good fun. But um, with John Moxley, it's like you know, just a lot of pausing, a lot of P5O farm and. I'm the man, you know, like I'm super, you know, I mean, like we're supposed to just get that vibe from it. Like a, like a watered down Stone Cold Steve Austin, John Moxley. And I mean that in the, it, with all due respect, because I do like John Moxley, but I just, his character and everything, I'm like sell on that. But uh, overall, I'll give that match an A, a flat A for that match. Because the way it played out and everything, MJF is your AE world. And everybody wants a hidden gem. Now you need to go back and watch this if you haven't. But I really hope, hope you enjoy Go share it with 100 friends. Like, subscribe, and follow. Follow because you don't want to miss anything. You're having a lot of fun. Up in podcast. There was a good movie I watched recently. You go watch it. I think you will be happy. You'll be very happy that you decided. And it's called Superfly. And I think you'll really enjoy Superfly. You should go check that out, ladies and gentlemen. Buy my book, Badge in the Shadows. My mixtape, Unrivaled, is dropping this week on Wednesday. That is. November 23rd, 2022. And 
for all wrestling news, market news, and sports of all kind, sports picks, and I'm going to be doing wrestling pay-per-view picks for WWE and AEW to finish out this year and moving forward. Go to oddmanout.ninja. You see it right there at the bottom. Come on, nah. Ladies and gentlemen, just like the hands of time, I'm turning it over to you. Good night, everyone. God bless. Thank you.